welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with... Elizabeth Helley. And... Tyler Hymanson. And we are back with a brand new franchise for you guys. Man, you know what? We're finally getting allowed to watch a movie other than Step Up. In I'm gonna 2018, miss, I'm going to miss the dancing for the first time. <laughs> martial arts are like dancing if there was any martial arts in this movie. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, we are kicking off the Missing in Action series starring yes. Chuck Norris. The Karate Commando himself, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris have a nickname? Uh, Walker, Walker Texas, Texas Ranger. Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a nickname. Come on. Total Jim spokesperson. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those. Chucky Boy Norris. Chucky, Chucky Boy. <laughs> Lil Chucky Norris. Oh, man. Uh, this is going to be a fun one, you guys. Uh, why don't we take a look at the trailer? Vietnam, 1984. Chuck Norris is James Brad. Decorated war hero, ex-prisoner of war, an American on a mission, one man who couldn't forget the Americans that were left behind. We categorically deny that there are any living MIAs in Vietnam. Wrong answer. James Braddock has returned. Uncover the truth and free the soldiers. We're going home. Missing in action. Damn right. James Brad declares war. The war isn't over until the last man comes home. Wow! So many guns and and so much so much beard. So much beard. <laughs> wow! All right. So this one. From the 80s, 1984. 84. And takes place in 84. Does it? I believe it does. Oh, Oh, there you go. That's crazy. Let's, uh, Eliz, you have a rundown of the plot for us or a quick summary of the plot? Well, there. So Braddock, played by Chuck Norris, Mm -hmm. is. He's returned from war. He was a POW and missing in action, but he made it back somehow. And he is advocating and saying that there are still missing in action soldiers in Vietnam somewhere, even though the war is over. And part of his protest is wearing all denim. Yes. (laughs) Um, So he ends up going with some government officials to this kind of like summit where they argue about whether or not there are POWs and whether or not war crimes happened. And so he goes, but then he decides to just go rogue and try and get them. Which apparently they've been asking him to do it and he hasn't been doing it. Yeah, the, the but he was inspired the by movie, his dream. Yeah, the movie's interesting. It starts off with like uh, what turns out to be like a flashback, I guess. Right. Uh, and you know, it's him with his his soldier buddies trying to get to the chopper, basically. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, I don't think it was a flashback. I think it was a straight up dream because he like suicides at the end of it. Yeah, I don't know. 
I think it was a flashback that just has like I think, poor physics. I th- yeah, I, I think it might be a flashback. I mean, although the best part about the flashback is he sees his buddy and he shoots a dude, and then his buddy gives him a giant grinning <laughs> thumbs yeah. up, and then they exchange thumbs up, and then his friend gets murdered immediately. This, yeah, in, in this whole beginning, I I think it was a dream, but in the whole dream, uh, every time he communicates with anyone verbally or visually on the battlefield, they immediately get killed right after that. So yeah. do not talk to Chuck. Norris in a battle, or you will be immediately murdered. Yeah, and you know, it gives up a whole other connotation to the thumbs up and dodgeball. They're very lucky that they didn't get murdered right That's after right. that. That's <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. So it's like lots of action explosions right away. People running all over the place. I didn't like how um, everyone in front of Chuck, Chuck Norris when they get to where the helicopters are landing, they're all just like running around in the open. Yeah, they're like, quick, get to the helicopter in the open, and they're all dying immediately. And then as soon as Chuck Norris gets there, he's like, "All right, I'm going to be stealthy. Use some cover. Solid snake. I got shadow motions. Yeah, I've got perfect grenade throwing yeah. skills. He really does. Uh, uh, and maybe, maybe you're right on this because one of the things I noticed is that the helicopter that, that picks them up. It's an American helicopter, and it has human skulls yeah. on the skids, and I'm yeah. like. That's fucking dark. Like, aren't we the good guys? There's a story I, about that, actually. Yeah. I, I, uh, so this is going to be the first of many little tidbits from the Blu-ray. Justin's Blu-ray corner. The Shout Factory Blu-ray. <laughs> Shout out to Shout Factory. <laughs> uh, I listened to some of the commentary, and during that specific scene, the director, Joseph Zito, uh, was talking about how he wanted to have skulls on the front of the, you know, on the rails of the, I don't know what you call them, the rails of the helicopter. I, be, I, leave, I, be, I believe the skids. The landing skids. rails? I skids? skids. Yeah, yeah, the skids. Um, and, uh, you know, he was like, well, it's not like they're, you know, we're shooting in the Philippines. It's not like they have fucking Halloween stores lying around that we can just go get some skulls from. And sure. he was like, I wanted skulls, but, you know, I figured they wouldn't be able to get them. But he's like, I don't know what happened. Oh, and God. there were some crazy stories and rumors. No going around but when we went to shoot all of a sudden there were skulls for one of the one of the helicopters and he's like i don't know where they got him from but that's uh, insane yeah so also bad call zito <laughs> i know bad zito see that's that yeah that lends to the thing that it was a dream but the re- main reason i thought it was a dream is because they were the real end, human skulls <laughs> norris Chuck Norris takes the pins out of two grenades and has one in each hand and jumps down on top of his two friends that are being stabbed to death by a Vietnamese guy. Uh, also, no, and it's so a, I the, think he wants to put them out of their misery. The, and- the, the, the man, the man had been stabbed to death. He was just <laughs> then it quickly turns into someone repeatedly bayoneting a corpse. Yeah, yeah. because it's this dude gets stabbed maybe many five times. times. Yeah, but you don't think Chuck Norris would survive something like that? I would a direct was, explosion. Was, of- was, I would agree with you if not for the rest of this movie where he survives six different direct explosions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. My- well, because he, at the end of it, after he does the jump, he immediately wakes up like, ah, ah, you know, like he's in bed and it was all a dream. So because he he's having a Vietnam flashback. Well, and then I after have- the dream, he then has. Uh, actual flashback while awake. I have I have a mini rant about him waking up from this dream. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So so my note on it just says apocalypse wow because <laughs> this fucking movie it it takes directly from apocalypse now with him waking up in a shitty hotel room, you know, but it, it's it, the spoiler alert, it's Hollywood I guess as opposed to Sunset Sa- Boulevard yeah, as opposed to Saigon. But so in Apocalypse Now, there's a really famous scene. It's some of the be- it's it's a Vietnam flashback. It's uh, 
Walter Murch assembled the whole scene. It's with the fan yeah, above yeah. them, and and it's 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 where sound design is basically born. It's like the opening of the movie. It's the opening of the movie, and it's kind of the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. It's a direct lift, and it's it's uh, doing a parallel between the fan blade above him and helicopters in his flashback. <laughs> But in this movie, it's trying to imitate it, but in the room, there's just a shitty electric fan, and that is the metaphor for this entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> and he's watching Spider-Man. And he watches an episode of Spider-Man, and he sees Spider-Man take down a helicopter with web slinging, and then he feels bad. He's like, you know what? I think I should go and advocate and the, and for these yeah, MIAs. And then he calls like the, the State Department. He's like, I'll go. After seeing Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was Spider-Man and a news report that was, like, saying, talking about him, like, being like, wow, everyone hopes that Colonel Braddock will come to the summit or whatever. Yeah, it turns out he was, like, this famous dude because apparently he escaped but wasn't able to get anyone else out at the time. Right. I don't know. My whole thing was, like, I figured that his... His genius plan to blow up both of his arms didn't work, and he got captured. Yeah. I mean, we do see so, like, while he's watching the news and watching Spider Man, he has a waking flashback, and we see that he's like in a chain gang, being like, you know, taken across the river by right. Vietnamese military people, and uh, they get shot at by Americans trying to save them who fail, and then the Vietnamese general or something is like one of mine for one of yours because he's mad that they blew up his assistant or whatever right so he shoots one of the chain a guy in the middle of the chain gang gets <laughs> shot and killed and then the other guys have to carry his dead body because he's still like chuck to norris carries him yeah because yeah. it ain't no thing and one of the so that guy that flashback it almost seems like that they went back, ah, we forgot this movie needs a villain. And so he's he's in the end of the first act and then out by the second act. No, that was, yeah. yeah so he comes back later as one of the generals that's guarding Chuck Norris at the summit, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. So uh, did you guys feel like this movie, first of all, I feel like not a lot happens in this movie. <laughs> not a lot happens in this movie, no. Second of all, I felt like... Uh, there were a lot of scenes that were just so slow. Yeah. They made one of these? Yeah. <laughs> they made how many? I found this movie to be aggressively boring. Like, it was. I kept getting until... distracted, looking at my phone, and then realizing yeah. I had no idea what was going on and rewinding. And it was well, I kept waiting for like the big action. You know, it, didn't it was missing. Yeah, I was gonna try to say like more like action is missing. No, yeah. All right, that's been our episode. We're not gonna do a better uh, good joke night, than folks. that. Yeah, good we night. Got, we got puns for days. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, there's just so many scenes. Like, there's a scene later where he's kind of like escaping from his hotel room, and it just goes on for it goes on for ages. He and goes even, on so many window ledges and balcony yeah. ledge plaster. This like, scene where. I like the, the point that like I feel like that the the thing that makes this as clear as it can be is that later on in the movie he's he spoiler alert finds where the POWs are being held and goes to the camp and there's this aggressively long shot of his kit yeah. of him taking out all the explosives that he has and then they're watching it and that's and then it's cutting around the camp and it's like oh, it's just going to cut straight to an explosion because we just no. saw a no. two minute shot of him taking things out of a backpack. And then after it's you see like a flavor of the base and like oh here comes the explosion and then it's him 
placing the first the, bomb. Yeah. And you're like, no fucking way. Like, then it took so five minutes the timer to timer yeah, yeah. starting. Also, and then, yeah. and then, he, and then he, he get more yeah. setup, and then he places the second bomb. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, come the fuck on. It's like, this movie addressed all the criticisms that people normally have of action movies. Like, well, they didn't even show us how he got there. Like, I know. He probably couldn't have even jumped out of that building. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah, we're going to show you every ledge that he used to get out of the hotel. Exactly. Everybody, <laughs> shut up. Action yeah. movies are fine. Yeah. I don't want to know. It's I don't, boring. I mean, I don't know if you noticed, too, in that scene. Like, I'm sure that he wanted to, you know... Uh, try to infiltrate the base under the cover of night. But when he gets to the base, it's daytime. <laughs> and then they should be an extremely long backpack yeah. shot. Hard cut. And then tonight. it's night. And like, they make it like, I was kind of bored at this point. So it, in my mind, I felt like shit. It took him that long that it turned to nighttime. <laughs> He's just unpacking his fucking backpack. Jesus. This whole movie took place over like two days. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. So yeah. So he gets, he gets just like, he goes over to, to Vietnam, right? And then yeah. like, there's a senator and a State Department lady, and like they don't like this is this movie is also like the worst Chuck Norris fashion show that you could imagine. Like, <laughs> every time, like he takes on an outfit or puts or, or every, every like scene change, or he's putting on a coat or taking off a coat, he looks worse. It's progressively worse until he gets into his commando shit, and then whatever. Um, also, those scenes are long too when he's putting his clothes yeah. on. Yeah, long, <laughs> quite a long time to get dressed. Um, so in the like beginning of the summit, the main guy from Vietnam that's representing Vietnam, um, who by the way is uh, James Hong, and within like two lines, I was like, "That's the guy from Mulan!" Yeah. Like I recognized his voice immediately. He plays Chifu, the emperor's assistant oh, secretary nice. he's, guy. He's, he's in a ton of shit. He's in so much. Yeah, oh yeah. my god. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I just thought it was funny because I was like, "I know him." He's the goose from <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. He's in yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's that guy. So, um, anyway, he his plan is basically to say that. Chuck Norris is lying about the MIA soldiers because he committed war crimes himself and tortured Vietnamese right. mm-hmm. people. And Chuck mm-hmm. Norris is basically just like, really? Like, he doesn't even really deny it. He, he wears his sunglasses to the meeting like, fuck yeah. this. What am I doing? And then, then they bring out all these these villagers and they say yeah. they've seen him kill women and children and old people. Yeah. And then Chuck Norris looks them all in the face. And then there's one guy that he obviously recognizes. And the guy's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, I understand. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> but, like, oh, nobody else they, they pay say, attention they, to they, that. They do say it in Vietnamese, which, yeah. which good for them. Mm-hmm. And I love that the general accuses Braddock, Chuck Norris, uh, of war crimes and being a war criminal. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he obviously disagrees. Braddock obviously disagrees with that. But he immediately goes about acting like a fucking war, war criminal. criminal. Yeah. He sneaks out of his hotel Sneaks into the general's mansion or whatever, and fucking kills him in the dead of night. Okay. So- well, no, I mean he wasn't. He was gonna let him live. Yeah, but, then but he he's- attacked him. It's the classic like killing of a Disney villain. He's like not- I wasn't gonna kill him, but then he tried to come at me one last he's time. He's not so acting like an innocent this, man this, in this scene. This movie, this movie does these for this whole set piece to take place. Does some some. Things that you won't be able to get away with nowadays. It so, takes but- him, first of all, it takes him half an hour to get to the mansion <laughs> yeah. across the street. All right, like- all right. So the first, th- the first thing he does is, he, so you get there and you, you think that's going to be like, maybe this is a political thriller. You <laughs> no. don't think that, but, it, but, it's, but the first 20 minutes of the movie, you would not be wrong to assume that that's what's going to happen. Yeah, sure. Um, 
And so he's being followed, you know, they're, they're being followed in this hotel. And then the State Department lady invites him back for a nightcap. Yeah. And then he walks into her hotel room and just immediately starts undressing. <laughs> and she's like, no, like, Mr. Braddock, like, I just invited you here for two. What? I just invited you from my hotel room and where I'm in my nightie for a drink. Like, yeah. <laughs> he does, like, a double take when she opens the door in her yeah. night, nightgown. And he's like, uh, what? 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 <laughs> Looking, he looks down, up and down, up and down. <laughs> And then, and then you get to find out that Chuck Norris wears black tidy whities so that's that's yeah. exciting. Uh, and he he strips and he's down. shy. <laughs> and he's shy. Chuck Norris is shy. shy. <laughs> and so he strips down. She thinks they're gonna bang, and then he puts on his commando gear and sneaks out. Yep. And then and then so basically he's trying to find out where the other the MIAs are. Sneaks into this <laughs> to that dude. Uh, is is he Vietnamese or is he Chinese? I'm not sure what he actually is. I would guess. Chinese I think based on his I believe, last name. I believe he's Chinese. Yeah. Uh, but he sneaks into to that official's bedroom and he's sleeping underneath like he's sleeping mosquito like a, netting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a Disney princess though. It's like it, a it, pink does, veil. it looks like a princess <laughs> bed even though it's mosquito netting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, puts a knife to his throat, you know, and says, Where are they? And then spoiler alert, he has a gun underneath his pillow. And when Chuck Norris tries to sneak out, shoots him. And then it's a race for Chuck Norris to get back to the hotel before the Vietnamese people can know that he's committed an international incident yeah. and you'd think that that would be exciting <laughs> it's another 15 minute scene <laughs> slowly climbing on plaster ledges and <laughs> there's one part where he just jumps into the bushes and lies on the ground and then after they pass he like gets up and keeps walking they, they legitimately follow the vietnamese officials discovering the body in real time <laughs> yeah. and then then their drive time to get over to the hotel yeah it's done Essentially in real time. It's like, this is the movie, like, when he's setting those charges, the charges are set for five minutes. You see every second of those five yep. minutes. And then I love that uh, he slowly shimmies across, like, uh, like an electrical wire. And there's a giant spark. Yeah. A huge Everyone's right there, and they don't, like, see him or anything. And then he jumps into the lady's... Uh, this part pissed me off. He jumps into the lady's hotel room and immediately rips her shirt off. And, yeah. And commits and she's sexual like, assault. Yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, my God, what? She's like, what's going on? He doesn't even... And say like just play along he just straight up rips off her clothes yeah. and throws her down on the bed hard yeah. and then gets in the bed starts making out with her pulls like a blanket over them so that when the Vietnamese <laughs> officials break in he can go like he goes, huh? hey like oh yeah, yeah you cut me in the act you know, and, but, and, like, then, and, then, and then the guy from his dream or flashback <laughs> or whatever like his his Vietnamese revenge yeah, yeah. yeah. porn um, <laughs> he he's like I, and I suppose he's been with you the whole night and she's like Yes. <laughs> and he's like, yes? isn't that convenient? And she's like, I suppose it is. <laughs> and I was thinking in this moment, I was like, maybe this scene would be okay if if the next morning she's like, like you almost committed an international incident. Like, you made me go along with that shit, but I'm not okay with what the fuck what you fucking <laughs> or if she had, Or if they had established just a little bit more that they had a pre-existing I think, relationship. I think, yeah. I think in his in their mind that like she was in the 90, like, that was the justification, and that's not... There's not, okay. there's not good there was no consent for yeah. that fake yeah. sex. Okay. There's not good establishment of any of the characters in this movie, in no. my opinion. Like like At Braddock all. shows up and apparently he's like this, you know, well known, you know, sergeant or whatever. He's a military and, hero. soldier. Yeah. yeah. But there's like <laughs> Long- nothing. 
Long-haired denim Yeah, soldier. barely anything said about him. And then yeah. the, the other guy is like a senator. And then I don't know who exactly this she's lady from, is. She's like from the, the PR lady. No, she's from the State Department. Oh, or she's, okay. She has she has a ranking position in the State oh, Department. Oh, really? I didn't yes. know that at all. Well, she does speak Vietnamese. I did at yeah. least like that. Well, and She the, was like the, translating. The point being what I was trying to get to is that like the next scene from... Because like she has a job. Like she has to keep... like keep the peace like she's yeah. important right yeah and then the next scene is like chuck norris at the airport and she's like be careful and kisses him goodbye and it's like what the <laughs> fuck yeah they must have had a thing i don't know yeah i mean yeah i think i think it is a thing where they they did not do a good enough job of telling you what was happening with well, that because if that happened when he started taking his clothes off when he came into the room she would have been like oh no that's not what i meant i'm so like, flustered if they that's already true. had a relationship that's true Oh, God. Okay, so anyways, he now has what he thinks is the location of the MIA. So the next day, he flies to Bangkok. Bangkok. Yeah. To wander in the streets for 10 minutes really slowly. And going into a bar where there's boobs. Boobs. Asking a bartender where his friend is. And, and apparently, only one song. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a, I was like, oh, God, they're doing terrible, like, Asian karaoke in this thing. It wasn't karaoke. That was a performance. Yeah, exactly. she was singing, like, do you think I'm sexy, you know? Yeah. And there's a there, – so he enters the bar. There is this performance going on, and he's like, I'm looking for Jack Turner or Tucker or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh, sh-, the lady's like, sh- he'll be here soon. And he falls from the ceiling, hits the ground, and then they're like, oh, hey, Jack. And then there's a time cut. Because yeah. so the music stopped because everyone's like, "Oh shit, there's, there's a fight going okay, on." Th- this this sequence is actually cool because it's like it's like the classic like old like war buddy like and his yeah. buddies yeah, still yeah. in the bar and then so like like Tucker Jack Tucker I forget what his name is Tuck uh, is 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 getting his ass kicked and Chuck Norris is like, "I need to hire your boat." And the guy's like, five grand." And he keeps getting his ass kicked and he's like, "Did I hear grand?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting his ass kicked and then. As soon as like Chuck Norris beats everybody beats everybody up and says, okay, "Yeah, I'm gonna pay you a thousand dollars," he's like, "All right, that's yeah, that's what I said the first time." Yeah, and then yeah. time cut, time cut to them sitting down talking. They're like halfway through their beers, but then the song is still going. Do you think I'm sexy? Come on, baby, let And what was funny is that it was one lady singing this with like a guitar behind her. Yeah, but it definitely just sounds like the only backing track is accordion. Like it doesn't sound like guitar at all. It just sounded like a, an accordion version of Do You Think yeah. I'm Sexy? Oh, that was so funny. I was like, wow, it's the same song? Really? Okay. But that actress actually performed the song, too, because in the credits, oh, like, man. her name, it's like Girl in Bar, but then her name is also in the performed yeah. Unsurprising. Yeah. I believe it. So this, yeah. is where, this is where the movie takes a hard shift to where him taking, all right, well, now we're doing a heist Thing, well, first, to- yeah, we quickly recruit like one person <laughs> like, <laughs> instead of the, instead of recruiting and, and, twelve and, and no, oceans twelve. Nothing's it's one quick guy. about this recruitment. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Apparently, in the original version of the film, he was gonna recruit more friends of his, but they had to cut it down for budget. <laughs> So he goes to get one friend. One Italian guy that (laughs) knows how to fly helicopters. We can can afford one friend. Yeah. And he only gets five lines of dialogue. So after he recruits the helicopter pilot or whatever, he goes back to his hotel room. He walks in the hotel room, closes the door. (laughs) Oh my God. This is my favorite scene in the whole movie. (laughs) 
You, you talk a, about it. It's an incredibly long take. Just but it doesn't stand out because everything in this movie <laughs> takes for fucking ever. This was ever. one of the funniest moments. Yeah, this, this one was one great. I really so, laughed so at. He yeah. gets back to his hotel and you see in Chuck Norris disrobe three times already in this yeah. movie. And she's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like, we're, uh, like he's slow. Like, let's see him take off every fucking button." Yeah. And it's just like, "All right, like, like let me check my text messages. Like, what's happening? Like, I don't need to see what's happening." And then he goes to take his shirt off and put it inside the cabinet. And it's been two minutes of nothing happening. And he opens it up, and there's an assassin. Yes! <laughs> He's just waiting there for him with to a open knife, the closet. With a knife immediately. Like, he didn't show me. He knew he was there. I was like, what if he had never opened the closet? Yeah. Like, I was like, this, I just going to stay there and Yeah, die? this was the moment that made me think in the film, like, oh, maybe they were being methodical for this moment. Like, this is the reason why they did all that slow-ass shit in the beginning. Because I honestly was surprised. Because again, yeah, I felt the same way. I was like, here we go, another fucking long ass scene. And it has a great punchline to it, it's you know? It's so good. It was good. So yeah, he fights that guy, and then, and then he sees the other guy across the street who bazookas his hotel room. <laughs> right. Uh, but then there's like random women and children crying, and a few of them got hit by the debris. To, to his credit, he does seem concerned about this. Yes, he yeah. does. And he um, looks at them like sad, and then leaves. Yeah, <laughs> that's about the extent yeah, of yeah. it. So I'm, I kind of lost track at this point. But he goes to the docks and gets on the. Boat he gets a bulletproof yeah. raft, guys. That's, oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. We forgot about the oh Kevlar. And it looks like a shark. It's got shark paint yeah. on it. That and, was amazing. They're like. There's only one assault raft in the entire country, <laughs> and it happens to be the best one of all time. And we get to see uh, Chuck Norris's bartering and bargaining techniques. Just He just points a gun at the guy <laughs> until the guy puts the price down, basically. That was messed up. And, like, that's the thing about this movie that's crazy, because I saw it at, you know, in high school or whatever, when it was just like watching a bunch. Like, I would just go to the action section in Blockbuster and rent every fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, you know? okay. Um, and and you know you see you see a lot of garbage, but I remember there being more martial arts in this movie, and it's like you get oh it's Chuck Norris like martial artist, and it's like nope he's just running around posing with a gun. Yeah, uh, a lot of this movie. Apparently, it was supposed to originally have more martial arts, but the director kind of wanted to can't shoot action. Well, and so <laughs> he he was like, this is uh, Chuck Norris's chance to transition into like a more mainstream action star. So let's give him a gun. Let's see what he can do with a gun instead of just his fist. Well, yeah, he was like an army guy. Not that an army person wouldn't know martial arts, but that's well, not there's like so the much, first well, thing you but, think but of. But there is like, there's scenes in this movie where it's close quarter combat of him sneaking around and taking guys right. out and he looks so fucking clumsy. <laughs> but I mean, all his movies before this were all like Kung Fu, yeah. Kung Fu, martial arts Octagon. Film. Yep, where yep. he was like a secret agent fighting people. Yep. So this is different. It, it is. It is different. It is different. Uh, so th- my favorite thing about that bulletproof boat thing is like, yeah, it's completely bulletproof. And how they prove it to him is fire an AK-47 that's filled with blanks, and it's obviously filled with blanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like this. This boat's invulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> I like. They're like. Yeah, the raft looks cool, but one bullet and yeah. it'll blow up. <laughs> And it doesn't even really come back. Like, they don't even really, like, it's not this crazy assault boat. The boat gets blown up. Like, yeah. Yeah. So after the closet hotel attack, he immediately goes to. The movie goes downhill. He grabs Tuck so they can leave early. Of course, Tuck's in bed with two uh, prostitutes. And and when he comes in, when he opens the door, he's just like, oh, hey, Braddock, join in. And and we should say that Tuck's played by a beloved character actor. Yes. Uh, Emmett Walsh? Emmett Walsh. I think, yeah. Uh, and you see him from everything, and this movie 
even ruins beloved character actors because this scene, you see him and you're just like, ah, oh, Emmett. <laughs> he does have a great line later on. He though. does. He does. Uh, so they leave on the boat, and then uh, at some point at night, it turns out that that same guy that tortured him when he was in captivity and has been chasing him the whole well, time. Oh no, no! There's a giant like chase scene on the docks. Yeah, oh, really. I but after that, the like, chasing, they show him like hop on. He's like, yeah, this he's, is like, personal now. Yeah, no. yeah. Okay, the, ch- <laughs> the chase scene on the docks is the best action sequence in this movie. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, eh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> like they like so like like Tuck has a boat that looks kind of like shitty, but it has like a crazy engine on it, and then like they like they're running along the docks. The boat's running. Chuck Norris is in a truck, and uh, and rams a bunch of people, and then ditches the truck uh, off the dock, and then hops on the boat, and then his name main me- nemesis is like. <laughs> His, his fucking, like, manservant dude. He's like, do you want me to come with you? And he's like, no. Now it is a personal matter. Yeah. <laughs> and he just, like, hops on this skiff and, yeah. like, chases after, after him. him. And then... So this is this is where it goes to where this felt like oh wait there's not a bad guy in this movie because he's yeah. the random flashback after the flashback <laughs> and then like he's at the party uh, with the first they go to like a state party before the hearing yeah. and he bazooka the hotel and he bazookas the hotel. And then it just cuts. The, he's on Chuck Norris's boat. Like yeah. he's yeah. somehow snuck up silently, and, and <laughs> yeah. Chuck, Nor- Chuck Norris is just like at the cockpit reading a book. Yeah, just like, and then he mm. they struggle. A, yeah, and he uses he, his spidey sense to know that he's there with an <laughs> yeah. axe. With an axe, turns the axe against him, and then that dude's dead. Well, it, I <laughs> yeah, that was so it. funny that because was... he was about like when they have the axe, they're like in a struggle, they're in a thing where Chuck Norris just has to like push the axe into him to do the final blow, and instead of saying like this is for all my army brothers or like you tortured me in the camp, and or, instead of saying any of that, he just <laughs> says you killed those innocent people at the or like you hurt those innocent people at the hotel and you shouldn't have done that, and then he kills him. Yeah, he doesn't say <laughs> anything about the POW camp, about his fallen brothers, none of that. Yeah. Oh, there's also another flashback where this dude, like Chuck Norris, is hanging. Yeah. Like, right. Right. Like, by his uh, his Wrist. wrists, and and this dude just cuts his chest for no reason. Yeah. And you see he cuts his chest because it cuts to a close up of his bloody sandals. <laughs> <laughs> I did think that those sandals were strange. Um. Uh, so then we get to the Delta, uh, where he's gonna take the salt raft off the boat. Where the there's two boats. There's two boats. Yeah, how is there two boats? Well, he has. Well, he has the the bulletproof. The boat raft, and then the raft. And then well, has, right. You're, no, no. There, there's three boats. He has the what? boat and the raft, and then like a secondary raft. Yes. <laughs> I was like, how are there three boats? There's one boat and a raft. There's <laughs> one boat and two rafts. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Tuck's boat looks exactly like the boat that uh, John C. Riley built in King Kong Skull Island. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> he built it out of like tires and pieces uh-huh. of wood. It's funny. Uh, so they get to this like entrance to the river bed that they're gonna go up, and he they hop in the salt raft. And they drive for like two seconds and then pull off onto the beach. And I'm like, what? They need the assault raft to only go that far? But it turns out they're leaving a second raft. I don't know if it's an assault raft with Kevlar 
Well, and there's this whole thing where not, Tuck but... said in the beginning, like, I'll help you, but I'm not going to the jungle. I'm only going to stay on the water and, like, drive the boat. And Chuck Norris is like, okay. And then when they get there, Chuck Norris is getting on the raft, and Tuck's like, how are you going to navigate and shoot at the same time? And Chuck Norris is just like, I'll figure something out. Like, he literally says that. I'll figure <laughs> yeah. something out. That's his quote. And, 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 and then and Tuck gets like, all he's, mad. He's yeah. like, you son of a bitch. You knew I wouldn't let you go in there by yourself. <laughs> and then he jumps on the raft, which, yeah. yeah. Right, oh, so. Also, just, like, if you don't know this character actor, I'll just say that this movie's 1984. He was playing a grandfather in Amazing Stories in 1986. <laughs> like, and he was and he was in shit last year. Like, the man has a he's long still alive. career. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'd recognize him if you saw yeah, him. Yeah, he's been in an episode of Tim and Eric. That's right, <laughs> that's right. Uh, so they go in and they come to, like, a village or a camp where... This is where we go into full Metal Gear Solid. Uh, yeah, mode. Peace Walker. He gets off the raft... To deal with some guards, and he 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 deals with them the same exact way I would play a video game. Snake eater. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he does the whole thing where it's like he's walking down the road where these four guards are. He makes some noise, so the one guard peels off, and he knocks out the one guard and then pulls him into the jungle. But makes enough noise to bring the second guard to the same exact spot. And it plays out exactly like it does in a video game. And you would think you have Chuck Norris, Karate Commando. Let's see him do this. He doesn't take anybody out in a cool way. Yeah. He takes out the second guy. And then the other two guys are like, duh. duh what? And, then, and then he just basically like wrestling move flies at them. And then yeah. knocks their heads together. And then they're in like a muddy puddle. And then it's just like a weird side cut of him then punching them. Yeah. Like, it's choreographed so po- Like. I this is the scene that I want this movie for. Like I want him to slowly pick off guards in the jungle and and he doesn't do that. So then like, I mean, get, he does. Then but. we go into the whole uh you know bomb explosion yeah. thing that Tyler previously <laughs> talked about. But when these explosions start going off for the size of bomb he had, the explosion is gigantic. I mean, like, it's a lot of plastic. It's a lot of plastic. Yeah, but there's like a mushroom cloud. These are like fucking huge explosives. Yeah. yeah. They're like taking out the entire... I mean, the buildings are just like wood and stuff, so, but also, they're taking out the entire building. Also, like, I know that there's like a... That there's a Palmia... Like, the, the, there is a, a controversy, and there's there's there, there might have been people still in Vietnam. We don't know. We're not really going to comment that. We're a movie podcast. <laughs> At the same time, like, I don't know how I feel about, like, it's like, this war's over. It's peacetime. And like, and like, it's like, yeah, he's not a war criminal, but now he's just blowing up all yeah. these, like, this yeah. camp of people. Well, I, I felt- think, honestly, I think it was a village that the military had sort of taken over and was keeping the yeah. POWs at. Because after he blows it up, these villagers come up to him and, like, thank him. Yeah. Well, he opens up all the cages. He's like, white people? No. White people? No. White yeah. people? No. Yeah. Oh, it's all, like, Vietnamese right. villagers. And then an old man looks at him and says, oh, I'm so sorry, Braddock. Your princess is in another castle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the whole time I was thinking, like... Did he take enough time to, like, scout out all these buildings? Like, how did he know that there weren't prisoners right. in those buildings? Justin, are you seriously thinking that he did not take enough time to set these explosives? <laughs> I mean, they, look, they didn't show <laughs> him investigating research. each individual building. They just showed him he setting fa- the bombs. He, he found some audio logs. Literally and anyone could have I want longer <laughs> scenes in this movie. Give me more information. 
<laughs> yeah, these prisoners are like, thank you so much. Like, like, so you got the total like white savior thing going on yeah, here, and, then- and they make it seem like they're gonna go start a revolution, but nothing happens. Yeah, he just leaves to go. <laughs> they, but no, they tell gonna, him that they they're gonna literally- be so disappointed when the war's over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the prisoners tell him that they literally move the white people like half an hour earlier or something yeah. like that. He's like, yeah. they left like th- you know right before you got here. They're in a convoy that goes along the river, and he's like, perfect, I have an assault raft. <laughs> <laughs> it's like night boat from Let's the Simpsons. Let's go, Jack uh, Turner. <laughs> uh, there's always a canal. <laughs> so they drive the assault raft next to this convoy, and he's like, there's a giant gun on my assault raft. I'm pretty sure the prisoners are in these uh, cars here. I'm just going to shoot the cars indiscriminately. Right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, how does he Kills know, how does much he know which of the vehicles the POWs are in? He's just uh, shooting like, da, 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 just like that. Yeah. So uh, he f- turns out they're there, actually. There's like four white guys. Yeah. You're right, though. I mean, he basically just shoot. Like, there's so much he's shooting. Like, in this. He's just like, here's the bad guys. Let's unload on them, <laughs> boys. <laughs> Wait. But it's just I, him. There's I, no I, I, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he saves the guys. And we recognize some of the guys from the flashback, right? I think uh, they were his buddies. Maybe. Right. But, well, okay, so... Well, maybe from the chain gang flashback. Right. I think this is the point where the raft gets, like, hit and they fall in the water, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's an amazing... But, yeah, so the, we gotta the, talk the, about that. The raft gets hit by a rocket-propelled grenade. Because earlier in the movie, if you remember, they said, well, it's completely invulnerable unless it gets hit by an explosion. Guess what? <laughs> so Tuck is in the water and he's like hiding and then you don't know where Chuck Norris is You're like oh is he dead think is he's he dead. drowned but yeah. there's an amazing scene of the guy the three guys who shot the bazooka laughing like, <laughs> like slow motion <laughs> laughing yeah because <laughs> they think they've we got him up the <laughs> and then of course it goes into slow motion he comes out of the water in super slow motion with a giant, apparently waterproof gun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know a lot like, about guns, gun but I don't work. think that works, right? No, no. Especially if it's chain fed. I, yeah. I don't, I don't believe so. As soon as it goes underwater, so, it's yeah. I think it's, uh, but he comes up and the guy, and where he's completely surrounded, these people on this boat uh, apparently have no reaction time whatsoever, and he, because the movie needs slow motion to slow everything down. So that he can destroy everybody on this boat. I imagine he throws a grenade. I don't remember. There's, it probably explodes for no reason. He just shoots him. Yeah. I don't even remember. It's, it's, like, it's like a minute of him just like slow motion. Goo, 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 goo. I love, yeah, I love in all of the scenes. I feel like all the action scenes, Chuck Norris is just like blank faced, like he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He's shooting this gun, so like, whatever. Whatever. Oh, bear, bear. He's driving the car in the action scene earlier, like, I'm just driving a truck. Oh, you guys are trying to hit me. He's now. not acting whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, there's never you really except for when he was in that first hotel room where he like decided to go. You never see the emotional consequences of being a POW and the fact that his friends got left behind. You never see him like really be emotional about He's it. He's haunted. He has bad dreams. <laughs> Or or their flashbacks. It's not clear. (laughs) It's just so emotionless, you know? He never... He was moved by a cartoon. Spider-Man made him do it. That's true. 
So, anyways, they get the three white guys, and they're like, all right, this... So the helicopter flown by the Italian guy is coming in, and they need cover, and so Tuck's back on his boat with the machine gun, and he's kind of, like, shooting Wait, the Vietnamese like, so, people. So it seemed like it, it, it almost could have been, like, like, a rogue force in the Vietnamese army. I mean, obviously there's government cover-up or whatever, yeah. but then, like... like the Vietnamese guy, like, the, there's like an army patrol boat. Like, yeah. there's like, there's like a, there's an armored yeah, there's boat. There's a boat coming after them and yeah. maybe another helicopter, too. Yeah, there's, there's, there's some shit going down. Like, like, fighters are scrambled and then the helicopter comes to save them. They all get on and then they get on the helicopter. Oh, go. Oh. You guys are forgetting another fucking long ass scene. What did we forget? I don't know if you fell asleep during this final <gasps> oh! action scene. No, wait. Go ahead. There is a scene where. Multiple people are shooting at a boat that's coming at the main boat, <laughs> and the main the Vietnamese army boat is coming at them for like ten, 10 minutes. minutes. And there is a scene first of the guy who Tucker left behind to control the boat yep. shooting at him. Yep, he dies. The boat, the Vietnamese boat, still coming at him, still coming at him. Tucker gets to the boat and takes over that gun, shooting at that same boat, yeah. <laughs> coming straight at him, but it's still coming from the same angle. Still it coming. Is, it is literally the scene from Monty Python where Galahad's just running <laughs> yes. over the hill, and it just keeps cutting to the same shot, and it he's is. just immediately there. It is that scene. And I'm like, fuck, how long does it take him to shoot this goddamn boat? And then finally, the Vietnamese boat blows up no. our good yeah. boat. But. Yeah, uh, and Tuck, you know, like, he unceremoniously just dies even though he like didn't want to be there in the first place <laughs> yeah. and, and and then like so the white the white soldiers and Chuck Norris like climb up the ladder into the helicopter and Chuck Norris like looks down one time and then is like uh. he like he never even like <laughs> he sh- he could have at least like shook his head like oh no or like saluted or been like, like, like oh, I'll, you I'll know. smoke one for you you filthy bastard he didn't say it anything no. he didn't even show any emotion I, at being surprised or sad or... i need to, i need to double back really quick for because yeah, yeah. there's another ruse that we see a very long setup that chuck norris is like when once they get to the convoy and like he's holding things off where they can get to the small raft that's gonna get them to the larger raft that's gonna get them the encounter <laughs> of the boat that's gonna take 10 minutes uh, he uh he takes a grenade because apparently he has a bajillion grenades mm-hmm. yeah. and and pulls the pin out and they, they puts it in the back of a jeep there's a tire <laughs> You know, there's a spare tire in the back of the Jeep. Puts it so that it's wedged in between the tire <laughs> and the car. And it's like, oh, what's his plan here? What's going to happen? And so the Vietnamese soldiers that are pursuing them <laughs> proceed to chase and then just ram the back of this Jeep <laughs> for no apparent reason. So there's nobody there's in nobody it. There's nobody in it, and there's nobody around. And he's standing there shooting at them, which then triggers the grenade, because I guess he knows how guerrilla warfare works. <laughs> you always ram the Jeep. You always ram yeah, the Jeep. Yeah, Oh, oh man. <laughs> uh, so they, like, escape, and then they... Um, the whole thing is, are they going to make it back to no, Ho Chi Minh City, the, 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 yeah, Saigon? The, 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 the helicopter time. pilot's like, where to? And he's like, Saigon. Ho Chi Minh, yeah, Saigon. And the guy's like, oh, boy. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> If I would have known that, I never would have let you. Yeah. Rent so the my helicopter, helicopter lands in the plaza right in front of the government building, and like government workers and bystanders are running around screaming. <laughs> yeah. There's papers flying everywhere. They're like, "Oh God, there's a helicopter in this public and, plaza!" And meanwhile, it cuts inside, and the, another another official. It's in yeah. a cut with him going like, "We and are finally ready." To cut, en- cut to Chuck Norris. To announce, cut to Chuck Norris, that, oh, cut to Chuck Norris, we confirm, cut to Chuck Norris, that Santa Claus is real, that there are no Chuck Norris, 
Because then they barge in like the end of Miracle on 34th Street. (laughs) (laughs) Barge in. We got everything. 30 (laughs) millions of letters to Santa Claus. Oh, no, wait. I mean POWs. (laughs) Barge in with four white guys who no one knows, but apparently just by looking at them, you instantly know that they were the MIA soldiers. And and, and you would think that the whole thing that you're building up to, there's there's a real controversy to this. There's, There's a real thing to it. The cathartic moment. This movie's taking its time with everything else. Here we get to see the vindication. We get to see these people be free. We get to get their moment. Chuck no. Norris has saved his friends. No, freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs> freeze frame on Chuck Norris smiling, and that's it. Like, and the other guys in the background like, Ooh. We never get to see the Vietnamese guy go, oh, what's, you know, like, oh, yeah. no, or get mad. Or we never see the State Department lady make out with Chuck Norris. Or we no. don't see anything. That's, that's it. The, the end. But, freeze frame. But it probably won't be, guys, because guess what? Yes. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Before we get to there being a sequel, yeah. I need to talk about some crazy shit. Yes, I went down around yep, this yep, movie. Yep, yep. Uh, okay, so like I said earlier, I had the Shout Factory Blu-ray, which, damn it, they're always amazing, you guys. They're incredible. There is a special feature on this film uh, where they interview the writer for the film, um... James Bruner. Mm-hmm. And this is a freaking fascinating, like, 25-minute interview with this oh guy. Oh, my God. I want to watch it. Uh, so it turns out that this was a pretty crazy production. And I'm going to have to just go slightly into go the ahead. sequel. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. But, okay. So originally, they bring this guy, James Bruner, on to write the script for this film. Uh-huh. He writes one. They love it. They use that script to get Chuck Norris on board. So Chuck Norris and this other guy on board, the producer is on board. Yep. They find out that uh, this company, Canon Films, who put out this film, yep. is interested in having a meeting. But right before this meeting, they learn that there's another script out in the world also called Missing in Action. And that that's the script that Canon Films wants to, wants to produce. But, hold on. But the producer that's working with James Bruner learns that Canon hasn't optioned this second mi- missing in action script yet. So this guy, Lance Hool, goes and options it before the meeting. So Lance and Chuck Norris go into the meeting and say like, hey man, yeah, let's have this meeting. And they're like, we want to make mission, missing in action from this script. And he's like, great. I own that script too. <laughs> I'm going to be the director. <laughs> Boom. So the director is Lance Hool. Uh, James Bruner gets a phone call like, Sorry, man. They went with this other script. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> and they make Missing in Action, right? They film it. Boom. During the filming, they call up James Bruner and say, hey, we're still filming this movie, but we've decided that we want to make a sequel already. So can you come down here and like write a trailer for us and we'll shoot the, we'll shoot the trailer while we're shooting the first film for the sequel, you know? And they decide not to do that, but they have him write uh, their like, write just a sequel for us anyways. And he ends up using his original script for mission, mission, missing, sorry, his original script for missing in action for the sequel. They go with Joseph Zito Uh to shoot the sequel to missing in action in the Philippines. And it turns out that the original missing in action directed by Lance Hool. Yeah. And the one that we watched (laughs) directed by Joseph Zito are editing at the same time. Joseph Zito does a director's cut and Warner Brothers, who was distributing the movie, goes, shit, we like this other version better. So they drop the first movie that they had fully made with Lance Hool 
and put out Joseph Zito's film that we watched, Missing Action, out as the first film. That's fucking crazy. And then decide to dump this other one as Missing in Action 2. Missing in Action 2, the beginning. Isn't that crazy? That's fucking crazy. Prequel. So if you guys watched this movie and thought like, oh, this is a little bit weird. Like, it feels like a... It feels like we should should know who these characters are. Exactly. It feels like a sequel a little bit or something. Yeah. Then that might be why. And there's somehow a third one that happens after that. Uh, yeah. So the uh, the sad thing is that, you know, they watched the two and they thought the second one was so much better. And we have we so that's the movie that we've watched right now. We don't even like it. So I'm like, what the hell is the second one gonna be? What have we done? Kill me now, like I. Uh. Yeah. So I mean, they ended up making the right choice because this film came out and it was a number one hit for okay. Canon Films. It made 22 million. Yep. Uh, and it was a huge hit for Chuck Norris. Uh, I think his biggest movie ever. Ever? Oh, I don't know. About I mean, that. maybe not. I mean, for a starring role. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's impressive. So. Um, and then I guess Jean-Claude Van Damme was one of the stunt guys. That's right. That's yeah, right. It, like, what it was the his fuck? Big, it was his first break. Like, Chuck Norris knew him and was like, hey, come be a stunt guy on my movie. And so, yeah. yeah the Joseph Muscles Zito, from Brussels is yeah. in this movie? Joseph Zito in the commentary said that he's actually like on set and he was just like an assistant dude, like driving the car, like, "Hey man, can you drive me around over here?" That's and he, fucking incredible. Yeah. John Claude Van Damme kept ins- insisting that he was going to be big someday, and he was like, "Just yeah. he was like the only way you're going to be big is if you fucking like put on some clothes and go be an extra." So he said, "If you like, you can wait, look for him." Wait, wait, wait. Does that mean he was naked? Yeah, he was, he wasn't <laughs> no, put on a costume, okay? <laughs> John Claude, take off your shirt and put drive me around some, the Philippines. Put on some goddamn clothes, you <laughs> sick fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently you can see him in the movie, but I didn't. Uh, that's fucking amazing. I want to go back and fans out there, if you can get us screenshots of Jean Claude Van Damme in this movie, he is missing an action in this movie. Honestly, you need to like, find Jean Claude Van Damme. I was just watching the credits and I saw like it oh, was like yeah. J Claude Van Damme, and I was like, what? Like, yeah. That's so crazy. yeah, where's Jean Claude? And I mean, I know we've made Jean-Claude? fun of this movie a lot, but um, you know, I <laughs> Chuck Norris did. Like sign on to this project because they wanted to honor his younger brother who actually died in Vietnam. So, right, right. Yeah. like you know, it's it's you know, eighty four. There are some slow paced action movies. There are some worse things. It has some surprise. I mean, I didn't think that it would be as politically. It's dumb, but you know, I I thought it was going to be a straight up Rambo in the jungle thing. And when it starts, there's a flashback, and he's going to a hearing, and blah blah blah. Like, you know, there, there, there were some things to it that, that make a lot of sense. There, there was an element of, of getting the heist and getting the crew back together that could have been fun, and it makes so much sense that they did not have yeah. the budget for more friends. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like... We need more friends. It's just weird to, like, put out this movie that, like supposes to confirm this conspiracy theory well, that both the United States and Vietnamese it, government have Rambo already denied. did it and it was already a joke. Oh, that was out before it? Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, I guess so. I mean it's 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 the movie exists because Rambo's yeah. success. But I mean at the time I feel like that's this was probably such a big conspiracy theory. It'd be like if somebody right now put out a movie like that you acted mean- like nine eleven was a conspiracy as just accepted fact. You know, like <laughs> That'd be messed up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so, think, I, mean, I think I think it's more than a conspiracy for a lot of people. Yeah, especially at the time. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, 
one other great thing about this movie is it's got a score by Jay Chataway. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know him. I do not. But uh, he's known for uh, the score for Maniac. Oh, shit. Uh, which is, I, I'm a big fan of the mono record label and yeah. that was like the first record they put out. Um, but he also did the score, uh, for the, you know, Star Trek next generation, deep space nine Voyager. Uh, he's done lots of awesome That's stuff. That's funny because I thought there was a lot of really hilarious cues in this movie. Well, the, the, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's, it's cool, but like the, the opening scene has some weird, like, you know, patriotic sounding thing, but also like, it sounded like there were like, uh, gunshots in the score. Yeah. It was like, doo doo. <laughs> when, the, the slow motion sequence has the most like overly patriotic angelic like yeah yeah <laughs> he is a golden god but it's like <laughs> fucking amazing like 80s score yeah no it absolutely so is fun. it absolutely is i don't know I, I i thought it was great i loved it but yeah so i think that's probably gonna bring us what to the end of to the end of missing of action so we know that missing in action 2 is there a subtitle for missing in action the beginning the beginning so we know it's a prequel (laughs) and we know through that fun story we know that it was originally shot yeah so so they probably see a lot of the same actors was it shot simultaneously no No, they they shot they shot the beginning first first and then they shot this one in the Philippines. Yep. Which actually also you mentioned um, Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Uh, most of the crew on this film had just done Apocalypse Now. <laughs> yeah. God, what a letdown. Yep. <laughs> uh, so actually, I should look. I have a I have a family. It's like a second cousin who was a carpenter on Apocalypse Now, and then what? just met uh, a woman in the Philippines and never never came back. Just oh, married wow. her and stayed there. Okay. I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch this next movie knowing that it was the one that was shot first. Yes. And, and this the, is like that Darkman thing that we did with the second and third Darkman, how they did right. that, too. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, the next one is Mission, uh, Mission Impossible. Mission to Mars. I wish it was Mission Impossible, <laughs> y'all. Uh, missing in action to the beginning. Yep. And, uh, you guys, we are getting addicted to having fucking guests on this show. That's right. Because we love having guests. And, Eliz, who do we have next week? Uh, he is a professional stuntman, dancer, and actor, and one of my oldest friends, Thomas Vu. Uh, he's going to be on the upcoming season of Westworld. He's been on Daredevil. He's wor- He worked on Ready Player One, and most importantly, Power Rangers. But he's done everything. <laughs> he's worked at Disney, Universal, all sorts of TV and music videos. So that yeah, should be exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I need to yeah. ask him about, he, you know, not. He, I, I don't think it was the Power Rangers movie, but it was the Joseph Kahn Power slash Rangers short film. Oh, I shit. I think. Uh, also, he happens to be Vietnamese American. So we'll see what he thinks about oh, uh, the portrayal oh, of, of the Vietnamese in this movie. Yeah. This should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait, personally. He's going to be great. Yeah, yes. it's going to be fantastic. Uh, so hopefully you guys tune in next week. In the meantime, Eliz, where can people keep in touch with us? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at SQL Rights or tweet at us at SQL Rights and also Facebook.com slash SQL Rights. If you find images of Jean-Claude Van Damme in this movie, <laughs> we want to see them. Yes. Tweet them at us. Tweet Email them. us. Tweet that Van Damme. And Hashtag Tyler, tweet the Van Damme. How can people show us their appreciation? Please rate and review us on iTunes. Give us all the stars, five stars, as many explosions, explosives as Chuck Norris says in this movie. Take five minutes to give us five yeah, stars. Just send us some or hugs. Or five seconds. We want hugs, you guys. We just want... We want... <laughs>
Send us some digital hugs. Send us some digital oh, hugs. And we um we should say that this first and third movie are on DVD and Blu-ray, but the second one is available on Hulu. Yes, and yeah. I think like Epics or something. Uh, Amazon, I think as well. Oh, and, and Amazon and Justin Wash on the Shaft Factory Blu-ray yep. that again is fantastic. Yeah, uh, check it out. There's worth also a, a, a purchase a nine ninety nine trilogy DVD that has all of them. Yes. But no special features, None. you losers. Yes. Oh, and I was annoyed because it had no English captions for the hearing impaired. You could Ooh. only and, and do French Spanish or, or French. Spanish. <laughs> and I was what? like, I mean, I always watch things with captions, especially for sequel rights, because I like to make sure yep. I get every line yep. of dialogue. And I was like, no, I was what clicking the subtitles. DVDs I, I, did, I, did, I did the same thing. Yeah. I was just like, God damn it. Wow. <laughs> Parlez-vous français. Um... <laughs> No one needs to read English for this yet. Although, I believe that movie in French would be fucking hilarious. Uh, Alright, so that is going to do it for Missing in Action. We're going to head back to the jungle, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.